Hello everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host Tom Walker. We're here for another week of betting tips, insight and discussion on England's top four leagues. We're going to go through the Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two, picking out our best bets from all of them. We are sponsored by our good friends at Team Matchbook. Go and check out matchbook.com. You can sign up using the registration code TFB Podcast to bag yourself a £30 money back as free bet bonus. Uh, before we start, Tom, for this week's pod, we'll just touch briefly on last week. Strange weekend. The treble didn't win. Um, not many winners I saw out there. Definitely, as you called it before we went on air, a bookie's day. Mm, definitely. Uh, yeah, some really odd results. Um, I didn't win anything on the weekend, to be honest with you. Um and yeah, as you said, social media was quiet and you could tell the bookies had their day. But the best thing about football season is, apart from the last week, there's always another weekend to go at and recuperate. Obviously, we're we're gambling responsibly and keeping within our deposit limits and all that good stuff. Uh, but we personally, we are ready to go again with another treble that we'll release later on in the show. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to go through the Premier League first in depth. Um, as I say, go through each game and then we'll look through the Championship League 1, League 2, picking out our highlights. Um, all odds we read out on the show today are taken from matchbook.com. Um, right, so Premier League, Tom, starts off on Friday night this week with Fulham against Wolves. 2.44 for Fulham, 3.45 for the draw and 3.3 for Wolves. Um I don't know about you, but I was just looking at this game and I'm going to go out on Friday night. I'm not going to watch this one. Um, under under, under 2.5 was my uh, selection for this particular one. Um, when these two sides have played each other in head-to-heads, seven consecutive games have been under 2.5 goals. Um, and Fulham, they've kind of flipped the script because the first few months of the season... Goals all over the place in Fulham matches. They have one of the best both teams to score records in European football for the first few months of the season, if I remember rightly. But um, yeah, six of their last seven games have now been under 2.5. Uh, lots of games that they've actually tended to to win to nil or lost to nil. Or... So yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be wildly entertaining. I, I, If I had to pick a winner, it'd probably be Fulham, but... Yeah, I just I'd go down the goals route here. Yeah. Oh well, lack of goals. You mean? Yeah. Lack of goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you, mate. Um, for the last six Fulham games under two point five, just two of the last six for Wolves. But I think, uh, you know, their top goal scorer is still Ruben Neves with five. Uh, so they're they're hardly uh, a potent force. Um, they're going to go there and. Keep it compact. I could see a a one one maybe something like that. Mm. Yep, agreed. On to uh, Saturday then. So we've got a few three o'clocks to sink our teeth into. Um, starting off with Everton against Villa, two point six six for Everton, three point three for the draw, and three point one for Villa. Uh, interesting game, I thought this one because we've got Everton now who have played two home games under Sean Dyche, won two home games, one nil. And Villa, who are involved in absolute goal fests at the moment, um, on the losing end of them, though. I'm intrigued to hear 
where you stand from a betting perspective on this one? I'm still not ready to go for Sean Dyche and the Everton thing. I still worry about where their goals are going to come from. Uh, those uh, wins that you kind of alluded to there, just one goal in both of them, one nil wins. And I know that's all that fans care about, and, uh, and rightfully so. Uh, against Liverpool, they were absolutely pathetic, I thought. A huge letdown. Um, they looked like a really, uh, really interesting underdog, but I was massively underwhelmed. And yeah, Villa, you know, conceded 11 in the last three. But, you know, in terms of finding the back of the net, Tom, they found the back of the net in their last 12 consecutive games. And in that run of the last three, where I mentioned that they conceded 11, uh, they have scored five. So they know where the back of the net is. I'm not ready to back Everton. I think if Villa can get a goal, then that's it for Everton. The best they can hope for at the moment is a draw, um, which is where I'd probably fall, to be honest, is is down that draw category. I just don't believe that Everton can score enough goals yet. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. I was actually looking at this, and despite how you know the results that Everton have been picking up at home recently, I was kind of swaying to Villa, you know, at 3.1. Um, I think draw is probably sensible as well. Um I'm just saying that, yes, Villa have been conceding goals recently, but like you mentioned, you know, they're scoring. They scored two past Arsenal, two past Leicester, one past Man City away. So this is a team more than capable of, of getting on the score sheet. And like you say, if Villa can score one or two, I think Everton will really struggle to get anything out of this game. Um, so, yeah, it, I guess it just depends if Villa can find the back of the net and how and how tight Everton stay at the back. Um, one thing I did like the look of at a short price is Everton to keep a clean sheet, no. Mm. It's priced at 1.45. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And final point on Everton going forward, you know, James Tarkovsky, Seamus Coleman are the goal scorers under Sean Dyche so far. Um, not sure they're the most... Reliable sources. No. <laughs> um, up next, then, Leeds against Southampton. Big clash at the bottom of the table. 2.06 for Leeds. 3.7 for the draw. 3.95 for Southampton. Um, I don't want to be a fence sitter, but I'm, I'm kind of on the line of draw again here at 3.7 because we've seen Southampton last week get a massive 1-0 win away at Chelsea. So they're going to be coming into this feeling confident. But they're playing the Leeds side, who now have the new manager who's come in finally in, in Javi Gracia. So, are they going to get a bounce from the new manager appointment? I don't know. You know, I, I, I just really don't know, to be honest, where this is going to go. So, that's why I'm going down the line of draw. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this, this is a really odd one to pick. Under 2.5 for me. Uh, 1.86 is the price. Uh, yeah, Leeds without... I mean, Leeds have some really exciting wingers. Uh, obviously, Nanto went through his, his little spell. Uh, Somerville, Sinistera, like, these are all good players. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that uh, Somerville has scored four, and he's the top goal scorer out of those three, with, uh, obviously, Moreno. Uh, Moreno. We're calling his proper name, then. Rodrigo <laughs> is injured. 
And yeah, and then Southampton just worried about them scoring goals as well. James Ward-Prowse is their top scorer was six. Then you're down to Che Adams, four in 21. I mean, yes, they got that win away at Chelsea, but I think that's, uh, I don't mean to be harsh, but we can't give them as much credit as we, we should really, because Chelsea look absolutely all over the place right now. Um, yeah, just worry about where goals are going to come from from both teams, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm looking at uh, unders at uh, 1.86. Okay, well, we'll move into a game featuring two teams who don't struggle for goals, generally. Uh, Leicester against Arsenal. Leicester, the home side, priced at 5.2. The draw is 4.1 and Arsenal are 1.76. Um I imagine you're probably thinking along the same lines of, as me here. And I'd be shocked if there's not goals in this game. I think, one, this is going to be a tough test for Arsenal. Um, you know, we saw Leicester beat Spurs 4-1 in their last home game. Um, I, I'm i going to go for over 3.5 goals. Um, the price is 2.78 on Matchbook. Um, three of the last four Leicester games have been over 3.5 and, and the Man U game had plenty of chances to go over 3.5 even though it did finish 3-0 in the end um, in midweek. And then Arsenal, uh, three of their last five games have been over 3.5, played out two entertaining games recently against Villa and Man City. Um, yeah, I think again, two sides who are going to have plenty of attacking intent here um, and I think we'll see a, an entertaining goal fest. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal and yes is my tip. So that's Arsenal to win and both teams to score. Basically, I'm looking to copy and paste the Aston Villa game uh, mm. minus the drama. Um, over to this weekend, it's priced at 3.5. Uh, totally agree with the goal stuff that you mentioned, so I'm not going to go over that again. Uh, just Arsenal. I, ca- I cannot imagine how big of a win that was for Arsenal against Villa. Mm. Uh, obviously, no wins in four. They lost that huge game against Man City. And every podcast I listened to, every article I read, every fan I spoke to, um, yeah, it was, okay, well, City are going to win the league then. And then, you know, Arsenal are going away at a, uh, at a tough place to go in, uh, in Villa Park. You know, it's, you never really know what's going to happen there. And Unai Emery has got somewhat of a grip on it. And, you know, to be losing up until that 90th minute, Jorginho Martinez own goal, and then to round it off with the Martinelli. Can you imagine how they felt in the dressing room after that? The belief will just come flooding back. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Leicester are always primed for the taking. I don't fancy him to stand up to many challenges. I don't think Tottenham is anywhere near the level of challenge that uh, a title-hungry Arsenal provide. Yeah. Cool. Uh, on to the next one then. So this is West Ham against Forest. Uh, West Ham priced at 1.83. The draw is 3.7 and Forest are 5.3 for the win. Um, interesting news reports going out in midweek um, that apparently Moyes could be sacked if they lose this game. How true that is, I'm... Not quite sure, um, but yeah, they're obviously on a bad run of form. Uh, dropped into the relegation zone following the results last week. Um, and they play a Forest side who are fresh off getting a point from Man City. So, 
I know we support Forest, and I'm going to get well sucked in to the price of 5.3. Um, so on the other hand, our away record is shocking. Um, I, I, I would generally just go for the under 2.5 here with my head, uh, the price being 1.74. Um, seven consecutive West Ham games across all competitions have been under 2.5. Seven out of eight Forest games across all competitions have been under 2.5. So, yeah, there's strong trends for the unders here. Um, and Forest score very, very few goals away from home. And West Ham don't tend to score much in general. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to have a little tipple on Forest because they're my club and they're, they're priced well. And they are more than capable of going to West Ham and getting a win but you know not willing to put them out on a public podcast with thousands of listeners until they uh, until they improve their away form because they've been dire they are the worst team in the league on the road um the unders Tom you're right to point it all out I I agree with everything you're saying I think uh, one thing we got to look at as well is Steve Cooper so when Forrest were getting absolutely panned at the start of the season, playing his probably preferred wing-back system of three slash five at the back, hmm. he changed it to four at the back and he built from the back. He made us more solid and was still working on being more attacking. I can see him doing the same away from home. I saw it against Fulham um, in the last time we were we were on the road. I think he'll go there to keep it tight. I think he'll go there to nick goals on the counter-attack with Brennan Johnson, Morgan Gibbs-White. I don't think um, he's going to go there and try and dominate the ball and and you know force the uh, and force West Ham into their own half at all. Uh, I think Cooper will go there not to get beat because, let's be honest, a point for Forrest is, is a great point. No problem. So, yeah, unders is, is definitely the way to go here. Yeah. Uh, 5.30 then, Bournemouth at home to Manchester City, 11.0 for Bournemouth, 6.0 for the draw and 1.33 for City. Um, City, well, should have should have won against Forest last weekend, but ended up drawing. And they've just drawn against Leipzig away, one all in the week as well in the Champions League. Um, back on track this weekend away at Bournemouth, no problems, do you reckon? Yes, but there's definitely a chink in the armour in there. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a, a chink in the armour and they're not what they used to be. I think both teams to score is an interesting look. Bournemouth, I'll be honest with you, statistically don't have a lot to back this up at all. Uh, the only thing that I can lean to as a salesman for both teams to score is <laughs> the amount of attacking talent that Bournemouth brought in in January. I still think there's a lot more to come from players like Semenyo and Utara and players like that. Um, I can definitely see them getting on the score sheet, I think, Tom, um, mm. with a Man City win. So Man City and yes, is priced at 3.15. You're obviously getting quite a big price because you're saying that what I think are the, the worst team in the league to uh, to get a goal against arguably the best. So, yeah, 3.15. I think that could uh, look quite handsome. 
Yeah, well, um, Man City haven't kept a clean sheet for five consecutive games across all competitions. Um, so, yeah, there is form there for conceding a goal, for sure. Uh, and I could see it. Um, but, yeah, just it's just mad, isn't it, how a week can change things and perspectives so, so quickly. Because a week ago, um, City beat Arsenal away 3-1. And now two draws later, when you know, they're two games they probably should be winning, we're starting to question them <laughs> against Bournemouth away a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly think they'll win, but it's probably not going to be the, the hammering that we would have expected perhaps yeah. had this been towards the start of the season. 3-1, 4-1, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally then, Palace against mm. Liverpool on Saturday. 5.1 for Palace, 4.0 for the draw and 1.79 for Liverpool. And... How much you factor into that Champions League, the Champions League collapse into into this game? Um, I'm sure everyone's seen it, but Liverpool tuning up in midweek against Real Madrid end up losing five two, and that's off the back of two victories in the Premier League against Everton and Newcastle, where it looked like Liverpool were kind of getting back to the good side that that we know they can be. Um, is that Madrid defeat going to shatter all that confidence? It's 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 fascinating to to see how this one's going to play out. Um, personally, I'm going to go for the draw here at four point zero, and it's it's not a strong fancy. But I was just looking at Palace's recent results. Um, they've drawn four of the last five games, and I'd say they were all creditable draws. Um, they've had three home draws in that run against Newcastle, Manu, and Brighton. Then an away draw against Brentford. So they're four solid teams there that, had you said to Palace beforehand, we'll offer you the draw, they'd probably have taken it on each occasion. Um, and I think if you can draw to those sides, I could certainly see a draw against Liverpool at home. Yes. Um, I, I'm really disappointed. I really wish Liverpool were playing against somebody a bit more reliable. I think we could have got a nice, Brentford, comfortable, yeah, Brighton. yeah, Forest at home, um, Leicester, uh, Brentford, like, yeah, one of those teams. We we could have cashed in this weekend. We really could have preyed on on Liverpool being because they were absolutely appalling on uh, in midweek. They compl- they've completely fallen apart, um, and I know they beat uh, Newcastle and Everton. But I think Everton were beyond bad. And Newcastle seemed to be tailing off. You've got to give Liverpool a bit of credit for beating them, I suppose. Oh, I wish I had more confidence in Palace. I might have a dabble because I do love a, a long shot at 5.1 um, on Palace. I do believe in them. I believe in their project. But they've been bad for too long to, for me to be shouting from the rooftops about them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll move into Sunday then. Just one game left to cover in the Premier League. It's a one thirty. It's Tottenham against Chelsea. Spurs are 2.6. The draw is 3.4. And Chelsea are 3.05. Um, two absolute conundrum of a team for, for me here. So I'm not going to... I don't really have anything that I want to go for um, in this particular match. I will say I looked at the league table and it surprised me that Spurs had over, overtaken Newcastle. And they're now in the Champions League spots. Mm. I didn't realise that. Mm. No, I'm all in on Tottenham. Absolutely all in. Um, 
to the point where I might sound off my Premier League price of the weekend klaxon. Um, really? Yeah, two point six. Chelsea are again like Liverpool. They are they're dead on the inside. Absolutely gone. Um, Chelsea have just struggling to score goals. You know they. I'm having a look at their previous results now. Uh, they have scored two goals in their last seven games, um, and both of those were one nil wins. Uh, sorry, uh, both of those were single goals. So one against West Ham, and one against mm-hmm. Palace. Two teams that have been struggling recently. Yes, they've kept some clean sheets in that time against Liverpool and, and Fulham. But come on now. Are we really, really ready to think that they can just turn it on? Um, I am not happy with what I'm seeing at all. And with Tottenham, I'm happy with what I'm seeing every other week. So basically, I'm I'm ready to back them on a 50-50 coin toss. I think if they play like they did against West Ham when they won, they play like they did against Man City when they won at home, which are, by the way, their last two consecutive home games, then why not? You know, before that, yeah, they lost to Arsenal at home. They weren't great. Before that, they lost to Villa at home. They weren't great. But they're honestly a coin toss team. And I will take that on against a walking wounded Chelsea at 2.6 potential Premier League price of the weekend for me. Crikey, crikey. It's, it's not for me, but I understand your reasoning and why you would. But I just think it would be so Tottenham-like if they just didn't win this of game. Of course it will. Of course it will. But it will be so Chelsea-like if Tottenham go and beat them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting one anyway. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a fascinating <clears throat> watch nonetheless. Um, okay, well, that rounds up the Premier League. Um before we dive into the Football League and, and start talking about Matchbook as well, should I have a quick look at the Carabao Cup final? That is, uh, that's on Sunday at 4.30. Manu against Newcastle at Wembley. Um, any strong fancies for this one? Manu may as well be at home. They've got more fans in London than they do in Manchester. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go for United on the nose. Um, I feel really bad. I think unless you're a United fan, everyone wants Newcastle to win. Uh, mm. One of my really close friends is a Newcastle fan. He's never seen his team in a cup final before. And I'd love it if they could uh, if they could pull it off. But I just don't think they will. I just think they're declining a little bit at the moment. They're going for a, a tough, uh, tough proposition. Obviously, the... The talk at the moment is all about Carrius. Um, I'm not going to focus on that too much. Uh, I'm going to focus on Marcus Rashford and just the form that United are in. You know, if this was a Premier League game, Newcastle would be playing against the best team over the last eight matches. Manu top of the form table um, in terms of goal scoring, third best, scored 20 in 12 games. Bearing in mind how bad they were at the start of the season, that is pretty incredible stuff, I would say. Um, and yeah, in terms of the defence for Newcastle, as I mentioned last week, Premier League terms, over the season, they've been great, but they've stopped getting clean sheets and that's what was carrying my fancy football team. And I've noticed there's been a big drop-off. 
So, yeah, Man U in 90 minutes for me. Sorry, Toonami. Yeah, I'll echo that. Um, like you're saying, with Man U getting goals, um, hmm. 13 of the 14 games they've played in this calendar year, they've scored at least two. Uh, obviously, Marcus Rashford propelling them onwards and carrying the burden for most of that. But yeah, um, like you say, with Newcastle now struggling to keep, keep clean sheets without their first and second choice goalkeeper. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I I think it could be a, a bad day out, unfortunately, for the for the Toon Army. But yeah, 2.24 is the price for Man U to get it done in 90 minutes. Uh, I'll be on that and I'll probably stick a little better builder on as well. You know, Manchester, Manchester United to win and Rashford to score any time probably looks like a good bet, doesn't it? Ooh, tasty. Yeah. Uh, right, let's just <clears throat> talk about Matt briefly and again, how you can get that sign-up offer and then we'll dive into the Championship League 1 and League 2. Yeah, uh, cup finals are always fun to bet on. And if you do want an extra bit of security, you can sign up to a new account with Matchbook and get 30 quid back as a free bet if you first bet losers welcome offer. So you need a promo code, which is TFB podcast, as in the football betting podcast, or one word. Uh, yeah, sign up. And then, you know, if you have a little tipple, on the Carabao Cup final, which will be fun, and it loses, then you can reinvest that um, back into maybe the midweek action that's coming up, uh, or whatever you like, really, and you'll be able to uh, to get that um, covered for you. Yeah, well said, Tom. I was listening to you. If you watched on video, you would have noticed I was disappeared for a moment to get some, <laughs> to get a drink just whilst you were doing that spiel. <laughs> well, while I was wondering, I saw you disappear and I thought, I've got two options here. I either go for the silence or I try and talk about Matchbook for an extra 25 seconds. <laughs> and, I, and, I went, and I went for the silence. Quality over quantity, I think. Okay, right, let's go into the championship then. And I don't know about you, but I feel like every single week there's not much in this it's division. Been a, it's been a dog's dinner this season. It's been bloody horrible. It has, it, apart from a few reliable ones towards the top end of the division, yeah, it's, it's been a shocker of a league to bet on this season. Rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Um, We'll focus on the main fancy for... Probably, probably pretty much every championship better this weekend. It's Burnley at home to Huddersfield. Burnley are priced at 1.46 for the win this weekend. Um, it would be a massive coupon buster if they didn't win this one, especially being at home. The best home record in the division, unbeaten in their 17 games that they played at home. And despite Neil Warnock uh, coming into Huddersfield, inspiring a turnaround against Birmingham last weekend when they were 1-0 down and won the game 2-1 at home. I think away to Burnley, it doesn't get tougher in the championship this season than this game. And at 1.46, I think Burnley will definitely win. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm hesitant to call a, a 1.46 price quite good, but it's, <laughs> it's more than I thought I'd get to be honest with Burnley at home to Huddersfield. <laughs> yes, yeah, sign of how good they've been. And that really, um, yeah, that was saying that. Uh, okay, uh, I I totally agree. It's probably the standout bet on the entire docket. I would say, um, yeah. in terms of a, a trustworthy favourite uh, to go and win. Let's talk Millwall. So we got two angles here. Yeah. Millwall Lions. So we got 
1.52 double chance, or you can go on the nose at 3.2. They're away. They're against Stoke. couple of reasons why I like this one. Um, number one, Millwall. Let's start with them. They've got the joint third best record in the league over the last eight games. They are... I really like Millwall's progress as a club, to be honest with you. Uh, they've gone from <clears throat> excuse me, mid-table to mid-table to upper mid-table to playoff flirters to playoff flirters, and now they're in the playoffs. There's obviously a long way to go, but they are in fifth position and looking pretty good, I would say. Um, they got rid of, uh, well, got rid of Jed Wallace left, and they've got better somehow, to be honest with you. And they're playing against a Stoke team who, I'm going to say it now, are in a relegation fight. They are nine points clear of the drop zone. But on another podcast, they were described as a rotting corpse of a club. And that has stuck with me, to be honest. They got the fourth worst home record in the entire division. Over the last eight games, they're averaging around 10 points uh, over those eight games. It's about a mid-table return. I wish it was a little worse off, but hey-ho, we'll uh, we'll roll with it. But yeah, uh, some really alarming results for Stoke and Millwall with their tails up. And uh, yeah, Zion Fleming kind of purring in form. I like the look of Millwall on the nose and double chance. Yep, I like the look of that. Um, just one more for me. I'm going to chuck one out at a big price. Um, it's Middlesbrough to win and both teams to score in their match against West Brom. Um, 6.0 is the price for that. So quite a good one. Uh, obviously, Middlesbrough doing very well in the championship at the moment. Um, five consecutive wins. West Brom struggling a little bit after after their initial bounce under Carlos Corberan. Uh, they've only just won one of their last six games across all competitions and one of five in the league. So, yeah, I, I just think they're going through a sticky patch at the moment. And if you're going through a sticky patch, aside from Burnley and potentially Sheffield United, I think Middlesbrough are probably the the worst team you could be playing. Um, Middlesbrough have won eight out of the last 11 games they've played away from home. And I noticed that seven of those eight wins have all been Middlesbrough have won and both teams have scored. Um Quite a lot of 3-1 wins in there, the odd 2-1 win. Um, so that's why I'm going to go for this again. Middlesbrough to win, both teams to score. Um, they haven't kept a clean sheet away from home since the 8th of November, which is when they beat um, Blackpool 3-0. So that's eight games ago. But, you know, on the flip side, they're scoring plenty away from home as well. So, yeah, I think it could be a, a big price one here. I think Middlesbrough will win anyway. And just to add to it, that that kind of goal angle to get a bit of extra price. Hmm. I do like it. I do. I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Sorry, championship fans. I've been scraping the barrel for teams this season and this week is, is no different. I'm, I'm honestly ready to move on to League One. Go on then, get us started. Who hmm. do you like? Hang on. you got to give me a moment to bring up my notes. I do research, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so League One. Let's get started with Ipswich Town. 
I'm not a big fan of Ipswich at the moment. I'll be honest with you. Uh, they are boring me to death. And they are way shorter than I would like them to be. Uh, they are priced at 1.49. But I do think they will have enough to be maybe the worst team in the league, to be honest with you, in MK Dons. They are 22nd, not 24th. But I just think the way they're playing right now is is beyond bad. Beyond bad. They shipped 10 goals in their last two games. Yes, uh, one game was away at Sheffield Wednesday, the other one away at Bolton, but just not competing right now. Just really not competing. And the last time they won a home game was on Boxing Day. They beat fellow strugglers Forest Green 1-0. Uh, and then if you want to have a look at their previous um, league home win, we are going all the way back to opening day. They've been absolutely shocking at home. Um, just the two wins, ten defeats in that time. Ipswich back kind of in the groove in midweek. Uh, a 4-0, oh, sorry, at the weekend, a 4-0 win over Forest Green after some wobbly form. They should go there and have absolutely no doubt and be a shocking MK Don side. Yeah, <clears throat> can certainly see it. Um, my favourite pick for League One this weekend Bolton 1.6 at home to Port Vale. Bolton at home, I can't get enough of them Tom, I love them love them, they're, they're so reliable, it's fantastic um, they've not conceded a goal at home for nine consecutive games across all competitions, uh, seven games in a row in League One the last time they conceded a goal at home was on the 2nd of December and that was a one-all draw against Bristol Rovers you know, they've conceded just eight goals at home all season. They've played 17 home games, conceded just eight goals. Um, yeah, on a, on a run of five consecutive home wins, obviously all to nil. Like you mentioned, beat MK Dons 5-0 last time out at home. Um, yeah, and I think they should get another comfortable win against Port Vale this weekend. Port Vale just one win away from home in their last seven games. So they don't travel particularly strongly, particularly at the moment. Um, so yeah, Bolton comfortable one this weekend, eh? Comfortable one, he says. It will be. Ooh. It will be. Okay. No, I do like it. I think it's. Uh, I think it's got legs. That's for sure. Tom, you sent me. I don't know what you. Do, I do most of the social media for the pod, but you do have access, and I know you. You flirt with it. You do the odd bit of content. I can't believe you sent me that. You've got. You got Dino Marmriot meme. <laughs> and didn't post it on social media. That was absolute gold. Well, we can save that one for if we tip them and they win this weekend, eh? Well, <laughs> as you as you've probably guessed, I am going to tip them to get another win this weekend. But I am bloody appalled at the price. One point eight seven. That is bloody tight for Burton Albion at home. Good God so Almighty. <laughs> That is rough. Um, but they're playing against an Accrington side who are really poor. There's just no two ways about it. Um, their only win in their last... Uh, where are we here? Their last six games was a 1-0 win against Shrewsbury, which cost me an Acker last midweek. Still not forgotten. Um, so, yeah, Accrington, really poor. Um, it's goal scoring that is a massive issue. 
that one goal they uh, managed to notch against Shrewsbury was uh, only two of six games where they have managed to score a goal. So they got one against Shrewsbury, one against Port Vale away. They rescued a draw away at Port Vale. Uh, in the other four, they've been scoreless. And I'm really worried about Accrington. I think I don't think anybody hates Accrington. I think everyone wants them to do well. Uh, but I'm really worried about them this season. And Burton, uh, quietly impressing again. They were brilliant, weren't they, when Dino came in? And then they mm. were <laughs> bloody garbage. And then... They've come back again. Uh, they beat Bristol Rovers, who are on their own slide, uh, 2-1 away most recently. Um, lost 1-0 away at Portsmouth, but put in a solid display. Uh, beat Exeter 1-0, beat Fleetwood away, beat Oxford at home. Lost at home to Shrewsbury, which wasn't a good performance. Uh, and then we're going a little bit further back there to uh, stuff that might not be as relevant. But yeah, I'm all in on Dino. I just wish... They weren't priced at one point eight seven. I feel like I should be getting over evens for them. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, the price has been Dino Marmory, doesn't it? It's yeah, it does. yeah, completely agree. Though I had Burton myself. Um, I'm going to sound the. I can't believe the price is the price Claxon for League One this week. Um, Plymouth away at Peterborough, three point five five. I did look at this. You know, every so yeah, often we, I we scan the docket and and we look at all the prices and think, double take, hang on, three point is that right? Three point five five for Plymouth yeah. to get the victory away at Peterborough. You know, this is a Plymouth side who are they're on good form. Um, obviously, still second in the league, level on points with Sheffield Wednesday, eight points clear of third placed Ipswich, and yeah, I. I just didn't get it, to be honest, because Plymouth have won three of the last five games. They scored at least three goals in each of those victories. It's not like they're on bad form. Away from home, they do tend to draw quite a lot, but they've lost one in the last five months away from home. So they're they're a solid away side. And Peterborough are... Look, this is a side who lost 5-0 at home to Bolton a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not... It's a bit of a myth that Peterborough are this fantastic home side because they've been above average at home this season, and that's about it, really. Um, yeah, so I just didn't get it to be honest. I, I'll definitely be chucking Plymouth in yeah. a couple a couple of accumulators, I think, this weekend because of the price and because they're more than capable of winning. I think at a minimum you can get double chance. Double chance Plymouth or draw is one point eight which, again, I thought was a really good price for the double chance. Uh, yeah, just a, an intriguing one. Peterborough, odds on at home. I, can, I'm not yeah. I think it's just because... I think it's just because Peterborough have the... They've got the personnel to turn over anyone, haven't they? If they, if they turn yeah. up on the day and everything clicks, they, they can batter anyone. But, yeah, we're talking about Plymouth Argyle here, who are second, eight points clear of Ipswich for a reason, and you know, all season and last season as well, Tom. I felt like we were absolutely robbing the bookies when it comes to Plymouth, and it looks like we're going to do it again. Yeah. Uh, another really good price. It's nowhere near as sexy and as exciting as yours, but Wednesday, one point nine two for the uh, league leaders. They're away at Charlton. 
I'm a bit worried about Charlton now. Uh, Dean Holden came in, had a great start, and now they are wobbling. Um, they've got a couple of decent results recently, but I think when you analyse it, um, there's definitely uh, not enough there for them to stand up against Sheffield Wednesday, that's for sure. So, last five games, lost against Bolton at home, uh, beat Exeter away, fine, lost to Fleetwood at home, red flag, beat Forest Green, 1-0, sure, Forest Green are maybe the second worst team in the league after MK, uh, and then they beat, got sorry, then Charlton got beat uh, by Derby um, at the iPro or Pride Park or whatever, um, corporate sponsor they've sold their soul to for the stadium rights and Sheffield Wednesday on the other hand absolutely flying flying um, they've in recent times they've played Ipswich got a draw away there uh, they've played Plymouth they've beaten them they've absolutely decimated MK Dons they beat Morecambe who came to them came to Hillsbury in absolutely flying form they're just taking care of business and they're looking like promotion certainties for me and uh, to get promotion certainties against a wobbling uh, mid-table side at 1.92 good stuff yeah yeah absolutely um, I like that one um, just one more thing and it it's not so much a tip but something I just wanted to bring up Shrewsbury at home to Wickham at 2.54 this weekend um, Wickham as we've mentioned briefly earlier have now lost Gareth Ainsworth to QPR. Um, how much is that going to affect Wickham? You know, this is a team who have had the same manager for what, about 10 and a half years, is it? 11 years, something like that. And he won't be there anymore this weekend. It's just going to be, we had this with Rotherham, didn't we? Earlier on in the season when they lost Paul Warren to Derby. And we took advantage for a couple of weeks where they had to kind of, get themselves together and recalibrate this new environment and that, that constant not being there anymore. Um, I feel like it could be the same for Wickham this weekend. So I might be having a punt on uh, on Shrewsbury at 2.54. They, they have won three three games in a row at home for Shrewsbury as well. So so they do play pretty well at home. They are in good form. Um, but yeah, Wickham up. If, if the Gareth Ainsworth thing didn't happen, I wouldn't be going anywhere near this. But, you know, that just um, throws a little uh, spanner in there for Wickham, I think. I think the world is at its best when we're not all the same, I think. You dis- completely disagree then. Yeah, wildly disagree. <laughs> that was my nice, polite way of saying that. I think you're talking utter bollocks. Um, <laughs> re- reason on. being, reason being, yeah, Ainsworth has probably been the most successful manager uh, Wiccan Wanderers, maybe apart from Laurie Sanchez. Um, he's gone now. But Matt Bloomfield is back. So Matt Bloomfield is a one-club mm. man. He played 488 matches for Wickham. He's been at the club since 2003, and he's stayed till 2023. Then he went to manage Colchester for a bit, and that's when I started to really like Colchester. I think he managed eight games there. And they've taken a punt and they've brought Matt Bloomfield back to Wickham eight weeks later uh, after he served the shortest apprenticeship of all time. Um, but he was good at, at Colchester. And I 
I think the difference is I'm the only way I can kind of see this going is like Eddie Howe and uh, Tisdale. Remember that? Jason mm. Tisdale, when Eddie Howe left, uh, Bournemouth Tisdale yeah. got the job full time, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And they were really bad, even though it was, you know, the same people, same principles. Maybe this happens, but I think this is different to Paul Warren, where they've got somebody who was coaching. He was. He is a player coach. He is a registered player coach this year. He's mm. 39 years old. Like He's been doing the coaching stuff a long time. He's just come back, and I think it would be plug and play um, for Wickham. So not touching it because there is a, an air of mystery. But, uh, yeah, I would like to politely disagree with you, co-host. No, good reasoning, to be fair. Um, yeah, I'd... I didn't quite look into it in that, that kind of in-depth nature, to be honest. But yeah, you, you you might be right, but yeah. I'll be honest with you. Uh, this is what happens to me. I just end up going down rabbit holes and I start learning about Matt Bloomfield and you know, <laughs> Colchester United and just doing that on a Wednesday afternoon. But yeah. No, well, you, you keep going down these rabbit holes because it, it helps us all. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. League two, shall we? Yeah. Um, again, it's a fairly slim one mm. in League Two. I feel like League One is always the gold mine, isn't it? And then you've got Championship and League Two, where we just have a few. Yeah, and the Prem is like hit or miss. Yeah, it's either um, really good or terrible. I will uh, get things started with Stevenage. Uh, they're one point eight at home to Tranmere this weekend. Stevenage probably what on their the worst run of the season? Would you say no yeah. wins in five? Um, they're playing a good opponent. Tranmere do not travel well at all. They've lost five of their last six away games in League Two, uh, including the last four in a row. And Stevenage do have the second best home record in the league. Um, played 15, won 12. So generally very, very strong at home. Um, and where they have been wobbling, they've only had one home game and they lost that 3-2 to Bradford. So... Um, their, their patchy form has generally come on the road. So I think back at home today, today, back at home this weekend against the Tranmere side who don't travel well, I think they can get back on the horse. I don't expect this wobble to last too long for Stevenage. Uh, they're too good at the moment, too good this season. Uh, Steve Evans won't stand for it. He'll be firing rockets in that <laughs> dressing room. The training pitch, won't he? He won't be having this. Um, yeah, 1.8 for Stevenage. I think they'll get a get a win this weekend and get back at it. Uh, Stags, Mansfield, they are, did we put them on the football betting podcast dartboard? I think we did. I think yeah. we did. And I, and I think they deserve to be there uh, yeah. because they are pretty dodgy. Well, this is the dartboard derby, I just realised. Mans- <laughs> <Is, isn't it? laughs> yeah. Mansfield against Salford um, in the dartboard derby. Uh, we are looking at Mansfield, well, I am anyway, at 1.94. Um, just pitting them against each other over the last few games and the form that these two are showing, really. Uh, Mansfield not lost in their last six. They've won four of those. And Salford haven't won any of their last five away matches. Uh, since Conor McElhaney got up to eight goals and stopped, um, Salford have, have struggled for goals a little bit. Um, and Mansfield certainly not struggling for goals. 
this is their consecutive uh, last few games. Most recent being read out first. Two goals, four goals, two goals, one goal, four goals, one goal, two goals, one goal, two goals. Like they've, they've been pretty consistent hitting the back of the net. Uh, Will Swan, uh, Forrest Loney, is on nine uh, for the season. Um, he's been in some really nice form recently. And yeah, I just think Mansfield and Salford, even though I see them quite evenly matched, to be honest with you, um, I think Mansfield might have the edge being at home and uh, having a decent run of form behind them. Hmm. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. But then again, they're on the dartboard, so Salford could throw an absolute yeah. spanner in this one at three point seven. Yeah, um, six six nil Salford. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at Stockport two point zero eight away at Barrow this weekend, and uh, yes, yeah, took them longer than everybody expected, but they're they're right up there now. Stockport, they're in fourth in the division, uh, just one point off the automatic promotion places on the back of five wins in a row. So hitting some really strong form in this kind of second half of the season now, propelled them right up the table. It'd be a surprise to me if they didn't end up getting automatic now, one of those top three spots. Um, Barrow at home, not very good. Um, they've lost four of the last five home games, scoring just one goal across those five games as well. So they're bang out of form. And yeah, Stockport, like I mentioned, five wins in a row coming to this flying. And it would be a big surprise if Stockport didn't get the win. And an extra thing that I like about this game is the price isn't very Stockporty. <laughs> Over even, two point two point zero eight for Stockport. Don't know what's gone wrong there. Something's gone wrong. But yeah, Stockport are usually about one point seven for this kind of game. Sound the klaxon. Uh, yeah. Nice of the weekend. Yeah, pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty crazy to be honest with you. Uh, do you have? Any more in League Two? Um, I was looking at Leighton Orient, mainly mm. for the fact that they're back. And it's, yeah. again, it, it, Grimsby can be a bit of a tricky side, can't they? To I play hate against betting against Grimsby. I hate it. Yeah, yeah it's, it was mainly the fact that Leighton Orient um, were priced quite nicely at 2.38. Um, so for the runaway league leaders at the moment, 2.38 away from home, four wins in the last five. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty good, to be honest. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they win. Grimsby have got the second worst home record. It's mm. it, it did nearly suck me in. I just have one more, and that's Bradford away at Doncaster. No, I'm kidding. I'm never betting on them. <laughs> ever, 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 ever again. They are the pinnacle of football betting podcast dartboard. The pinnacle. Yeah. Absolutely on the ban list, yeah. never to return until next season. Never, never. Sod off. <laughs> um, okay, right. Well, that wraps up all the tips then. Uh, we're going to go through our treble for this week, recap last week's treble, and then fancy football. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's have a look at last week's treble briefly. As we mentioned, wasn't the best. Wolves. We had Wolves to beat Bournemouth. They went and scored their first goal in, I don't know, nine games or something like that on the road. Whatever. Uh, Bournemouth won 1-0. Uh, we had Brentford against Palace. That was 1-1. Brentford only just rescuing a draw. Then we had Borough against QPR. They took care of business and Neil Critchley in the end. Uh, 3-1. They won. <laughs> they did. And Neil Critchley. <laughs> yeah. Neil Critchley... Crutching 
out of uh, Loftus Road. <laughs> uh, right, so we're going to go for the travel this weekend of Burnley at home to Huddersfield, Bolton at home to Port Vale, and Stockport away at Barrow. So one from uh, each of the EFL leagues. £10 on would give you uh, an example stake on Matchbook of £51 back. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I like that. That yeah. wins for me. Yeah. I know we think that all the time, but that, that's a strong travel, I think, this weekend. Yeah, very northern. Very northwest. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The, the northwest, northwest treble. Yeah. Yeah. We should get back to that where we named all our trebles each week because that was good. We called some good names. Yeah, I know, but I also don't want to get offensive because I think once I called a treble the paradise location and it was uh, quite, you know, quite sarcastic. Let's leave it at that. And I didn't want didn't want to offend anyone. Anyway, let's move into fancy football. Um, worst game in the world. Everyone hates it. Yada yada yada. Uh, I went down to two hundred and seventy second. This week, um, thanks to Mr. Rashford, I went up to 193rd. Ooh, you've cracked the top 200 again. Like yeah, you maintained yeah. it. I got 66 points, so I did all right. I, I captain Rashford, so he got 30, so that was all right. Mm. Cool. Well, uh, I'm just going to read out the top 10. Uh, Scott Chaplin, I think that's a new name uh, in 10th. Uh, Danny Whiteman, Chris Postings. David Arias, Bill Bowles, I think that's new as well. Neil yeah, McCoy, yeah. Tola AW, Dan Pinska, Johan Ekstrom, and Pat Ravenhall. Pat's opening up a bit of a lead, Tom, mm. to be honest he with you. Yeah, I think he's on with 56 points now as a lead. So not looking too shabby. You can join the Fancy Football League right now and join at your uh, rightful spot. All you need is the league code, and you can get that from us on Twitter. T underscore FB podcast is the uh, Twitter handle. So if you can uh, join us there, we are posting fire memes, and we are posting uh, some fire midweek tips as well. So make sure you uh, join in the discussion. It's like podcast after hours, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, please do join in the fun there. Uh, and if you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, but yeah, aside from that, hope you enjoyed the show, guys. We'll be back same time again next week. Best of luck for the weekend. <laughs>